Last time on Multiclass Theater. We met our party consisting of Rotan the Paladin, Silway the Rogue, and Mist the Ass- I mean, Warlock. Our heroes, I guess, were interviewed for a job. Steal the Golden Rock from the Brotherhood of the Golden Rock in the town of Nightfall, or die. On the road to Nightfall, they came across the corpse of an immortal. That doesn't make much sense to me either. But before they could finish investigating the body, they were confronted by three mysterious and heavily armed women. And that's where we joined them. Silway holds up the bloody dagger. She hasn't had a chance to put it away yet, I assume. It's all yours. It, it, it charged at us, so we had to kill it. These people look like the body that we've got in the back of the wagon. No. Okay. No. Um, no. So I do a history check for me. Oh, yay. 19 plus something. Um, 22. I think I know who they are. Is it who I think they are? Yes, it's who you think they are. Okay. Yeah, she's she's just sort of backing away from the boar. Like, it's all yours. Take it. Take it. One with the boa turns her attention to Rotan and says, Ye clonker, step back. Rotan does so. He says, I'm sorry to intrude upon your sport, but he did attack us. Ah, it's not sport. We're hunting. Yes, sport. She turns and says something to the two women with her in a language that you do not understand. And the two women warily step forward to retrieve the boar. And who might you be? I am Rotan von Bastard. And he takes this big bow with hand flourish. With hand flourish. Yes. So she rolls her eyes at that and says, My name's Drace. Drace? No, you're not saying it right. Drace. Drace. Oh, Drace. for God's sake, Clanker, it's Drace. All right, if you say so. What are you doing out here? We don't get many clankers down this way. We're, uh, we're on our way, um, south, I, I think it is. And then she looks over and as if she's noticing Mist for the first time. And what are you? You're like a giant cat. Yeah, pretty much. He flicks his tail. And you, Tiarin, what do you do with these two crazy people? We are just traveling. We are headed towards nightfall. We found something on the side of the road that caught my attention and stopped to load it into the cart and then this boar charged us although now that you're here i wonder if you have any connection to what we found on the side of the road no lassie but we saw him too i didn't know what one of yours are doing out in our lands i was wondering the same thing when you found him was he already dead yeah he, he was dead long dead by the looks of him did you move him no so you found him earlier today Aye. Like I said, we are traveling. We don't mean to intrude on your, your hunt, but I will be taking this man with us on our travels. I understand. You have to do well by your ancestors. And I feel like I'm slipping into Irish now. God, I've blown out my voice. Anyway, this is way too ambitious for episode one. The, the number of accents you're pulling out. Yeah, I know. I should have saved some for later. Challenge of DMing. <laughs> the two taller of the women pull the boar back. And they are now kind of gathered in a huddle. And the shorter Drace turns to it, and they're kind of talking amongst themselves. And you see the tallest look at you and shake her head. 
and then Tres gestures more emphatically and the two of them are shaking their head and then she does it again and so finally you see them relent to whatever she's saying or arguing for. Tres turns back to you and she says, uh, you know, I wouldn't normally do this. I'm <laughs> straight Irish now. I wouldn't do this, but we're kind of in need of a little help. You don't you don't suppose you'd be interested in helping us, Clanker? Who? Me? Well, all of you. Are ya. you talking about me? Well, yeah, you're all clankers. Well, maybe not the cat. I didn't know what he is at all. I don't know what a clanker is, but thank you. He's a clanker. Clanker around in his metal suit. Clanking, 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 clanker. I am always ready to help those in need. What is it that you require? Well, short distance from here, there's one of yours, a very strange man who's wearing, I don't know, he's got a big hat and cape and he's got all these creatures in cages. And one of the people he's got in the cage is one of ours. And we'd like to break him out, but there's only three of us and there's a lot more of them. So if you'd help us rescue our friend, we'd be grateful. I'm I'm sorry. So they have some sort of animal cage. Do I feel oh, that? No, Rotan. No, 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 no. No, but they have some animals. But they also have one of ours. There's a korach in the cage too. Uh, what? A korach. That's what we are. We're korach. Don't you know ah, anything, Clanker? I understand. Somehow I don't think so. And who are they? They you keep referring to? I don't know. Don't you Clankers all know one another? How many are there? She turns around and talks to the other two. I guess you'd say about ten, give or take. Ten for six of us to fight? Yeah, it doesn't seem fair to them, but, uh, you know. She gives a side eye to the cat, like, you have a death wish. Well, if they don't know we're coming... It seems like it's all some sort of misunderstanding. I, I don't understand why anyone would put another person in a cage. To sacrifice them to a demon. Oh, with <laughs> it. You are all clever one, my Tabashi friend. Yes, yes, that is a good, good reason, yes. <laughs> Not necessarily a good reason, if you take my meaning, but a reason indeed. Do we need a reason, aside from they put someone in a cage? That's just go with it. It was working. I say we go and we, we tell them to let this person go. I don't know what your clanker friends usually do, but this one doesn't seem like he's going to do it. But you can try. I will go and I will talk to these people and I will explain what is going on. And, and I'm sure we can work out this misunderstanding. And when the slavers don't want to just talk to you... I will make sure he doesn't die. Will you? You have that ability. I mean, I assume. The worst that happens is Rotan dies, so... Sure, let's do this. This is a good plan. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Clankers. We'll go around the far side of the camp and we'll cover you from the brush... If fighting breaks out, we'll be there. I hope it doesn't. I hope you're able to talk to this man. Before we do that, can you tell us more about your friend in the cage? How did they get captured? Ah, men. He wandered away. Probably tinned in the fields. Maybe he got distracted. Maybe he was thinking up a sonnet and he just wandered away. They're not very bright, you know. Alright, fair enough. Let's do this. Okay, so the three Korak disappear into the brush, and as they do so, you notice you can't hear anything. You don't hear twigs, you don't hear anything, as if they're completely silent moving through the brush. That's not a, that interesting, because Rotan seldom hears anything anyway. Well, this is true. <laughs> we should hide this cart. I don't feel safe leaving our, uh, our dead companion 
in the middle of the road. I think we should try to hide this cart before we follow off uh, of the Korak. That seems reasonable. There's a lot of strange things afoot right now. So you conceal the cart. It doesn't take you very long, but as you're in the process of doing that, Tres comes back and says, I thought you were behind us. What are you doing? We can't leave this dead man exposed in the middle of the road. Anyone could come along and harm him. Come on, you don't know where you're going, so just try to keep up. follow her even this close you'd notice she's making pretty much no sound moving through the underbrush unlike Rotan who is almost knocking over trees as he stops through the forest seems appropriate I have disadvantage on stealth checks I don't know if the rest of you know that does your armor do that yeah it's very in character though it is. <laughs> I was like oh this mechanic is great yes please so you follow them some distance into the forest. Soon enough, Dres holds up her hand to motion you to stop, which I'm going to assume you do, but with Rotan, you can never assume anything, so... I appreciate it. Yes, Rotan will stop. Put a harness on him, says the cat. Says the cat, yeah. <laughs> it's a good way to get dragged somewhere, I think. <laughs> that I would like to see. You creep up to the edge of the clearing. And you're still, the, the clearing's fairly large, so you're still a, a small distance away from the camp. And when you peer out from the brush, you see in a circle around a campfire are several trailers, like six or seven of them. And all of them are painted garishly. And they have on top of them various signs, one of which says the Magnificent Mirror Man. The other one says the Foul Orc. Another one says it came from the mire. And then, behold, the Beast Man. One of the trailers seems very finely appointed, with curtains in the windows, and wheels, and it looks fabulous. And then another one also looks like a living quarters of sorts, but it's not nearly as posh. The various trailers that have the signage above it, within the various trailers, you see creatures. You can see an orc. You can see a lizard person. There is a male who looks very similar to the Korak, although he seems to be a little shorter and a little fatter. And then you see under the sign that reads the uh, Magnificent Mirror Man, a second Korak who looks identical to the first. Interesting. So I will whisper to Drace, uh, why are there two of them? There's not. I don't know who that is. Shall we rescue them both? She shrugs, and then she motions at her eyes, and then points to the three of them, and then gestures around the clearing. And then the three of them retreat into the brush and disappear. So it's just the three of you standing there at the edge of the clearing. All right, Rotan, do you still want to talk to that guy? This is horrible. I thought we were dealing with druids or some, some animal magic nonsense. This is horrible. Oh, Right, so we're just going to attack them then. Hmm. I forgot to also mention, you can see there's three people sitting around the fire. There's two more sort of wandering the far side of the encampment, and that's all you can see. So you can see about five people right now outside of the cages. Okay. And the cages sort of form a ring around the encampment? That's correct. Okay. I have an idea. Do you, my fine feline friend? What is it? 
you could pretend to try to sell me to them. If they're interested, then it means that all the other people here are prisoners. And if they're not interested, then it means all the other people might be here voluntarily. And then that determines whether or not we actually have to kill them all. Killing them all seems extreme. Okay, fight them, whatever. Well, give them a warning, I guess, and see if they will give up. That was Rotan's plan initially, right? To talk and then see if they will just let people go. I feel like we need to give them a fighting chance, or not a fighting chance, but a, a, a chance to avoid violence, shall we say. I am still worried this is just a big misunderstanding. Then why don't you take Mist here and follow that plan and talk to them and find out what kind of operation they're running. If it seems nefarious, then give us a signal. Well, I think I think you will know what the signal is. Uh, but, but, well, maybe we should establish a signal. What, what should the signal be? Hmm. Maybe a word of some kind. How about you just, you just talk loudly and I'll probably still hear you. You have a very loud voice. I tend to talk loudly as my normal voice. So I don't know if that's... I might forget and start just talking loudly. You know what? I'm pretty sure I can get close enough that I can hear your entire conversation without them knowing that I'm there. That is kind of what I do. Well, if you're going to do that, then what if... Well, I am engaging these these folks in, in discussion... Maybe you can go around and try and try and free some of these folks if they indeed need to be freed. Well, we need to figure out if they need to be freed, right? Maybe they're voluntarily in cages? That doesn't sound right at all. Well, if you open the door and they don't come out, then that's an excellent way of determining whether they want to be there or not. Also words. I find that the most direct way of approaching a situation is often the best. Sometimes a hammer is very direct, but I think asking these people their intentions will tell us everything that we need to know. Then why don't we do that? Why don't you go talk to them, find out their intentions? I will approach the two Koroks in the cages and see what I can figure out from them. If I can find a way to talk to them without anyone else being aware. Uh, just... Notice that one of them says Mirror Man. That's true. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, like a mirror, like it shows you, but it's not really you in the mirror. It's just like, it just looks like you, you know, like sometimes I get confused and I think, hey, there's another Tabashi in that mirror, but really it's just me. So like maybe it's the same, maybe it's not really a Korak. It just looks like a Korak. So let me stop you right there for a second. I have used mirrors, and they do not perplex me. Well, la-di-da. I'm not sure what your issue is. Damn it. I couldn't hold it together. Um, fine. I will not talk to the mirror man. I will talk to just the Korok that is not the mirror man. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Okay. I mean, it could be wrong, because sometimes it really is another. I mean, do you you sometimes see a Tabashi in a mirror that's actually a different, different cat? Actually, no. No, now that I think about it. There's one time I... <laughs> Alright, we have a plan. You go talk to the people who run the show. I will sneak around and talk to the Korok and see if I can free him if I can. And we'll go from there. So wait, first give me a uh, stealth check for your sneaking. Alright, stealth check to get somewhat close to the cage. Uh, ten plus... Five, no... Seven. Ten plus seventeen. Okay, yeah, that'll do it. Cool. You sneak up over towards the cage. 
So meanwhile, uh, Rotan and Mist. Uh, Rotan's going to stride out of the brush. Oh, before we do that, so, um, Mike. My Tabashi friend, how would you feel about having some rope tied around your paws? Loosely, say. I think I see where you're going with this. Yeah, sure, just don't make them too tight, because otherwise I can't cast spells. Ah, very good, very good. Well, I have 50 feet of rope. <laughs> Mist extends a claw. Okay, let's let's take a foot off of this. Two feet, two feet. Oh, wait, I have daggers. And he, pull, he, pulls, okay. he pulls a knife to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just a minute of like him with his claw going back and forth on <laughs> his thick rope. Excellent. And then uh, I want to tie the rope in such a way to look kind of like they're bound, but that they're not actually bound. And I'll, like, fake, like, they're more tightly bound than they are through some kind of, perhaps, deception. Yeah, like, like to twist the rope around. Both of you just kind of roll a deception check. Oh, I'm great at that. That's a 20. Oh, oh good, because wow. I rolled a 9. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that won't be useful later on. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so you get it tied air quotes around Rotan is very good with rope sheila will enjoy that maybe oh my god you don't even know Rotan and mist i turned it over to you okay so so speaking for myself i think that that like for Rotan, being seen as courageous and honorable and shiny is really important to him and really intrinsic to his character. So whenever he makes an entrance, I'm going to roll a performance check and sort of <laughs> go off go off of that in terms of how I play it. And if I forget, you guys should remind me. Okay. So let's see. Fair enough. Okay, that is a four plus four. All right, so that's an eight. It's not the best entrance. So maybe, I don't know if this is okay with you, Mike, but maybe I'm trying to, like, stride purposefully out of the forest, but you're just, like, wandering off at odd angles, and then I, like, keep on having to jerk the rope to, like, <laughs> like, come on! <laughs> this way! Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay. Hello there! Oh my god! Boss, boss, boss! Oh, the, the guards suddenly snap to attention and are uh, kind of scramble. One of the ones by the fire takes off running to the fancy trailer and starts pounding frantically on the door. And the others, you see them pull their weapons and are standing there looking at you, not really sure what to do. Well, so Rotan's going to keep walking toward... How far away are they about? You have a little ways to go. Rotan's going to just keep striding purposefully towards them, dragging this cat person, and uh, and he'll say, Wow, you are a prickly bunch, aren't you? Almost as if you had something to hide. Uh, come on, no, this way. No, no, no. this. We're going this way. I, I, I just, just, just stay where you are. I, I warn you, just, just stop. Oh, come on. And Rotan doesn't stop. It's, oh, come on now. All I want to do is enjoy your fire. But, but, boss, help, help, stop. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm going to do the same as you did. 
Oh, look at that. I rolled much better. Um, okay. <laughs> so all oh, of it the, is on. <laughs> all of a sudden, the door of the fancy trailer opens. And out, I don't even think steps is the right word, but out swans a very large gentleman wearing a very <laughs> fancy hat and a long flowing cloak. And he is dressed in the finest silks. And he swans down the two steps onto the ground and he says, Darlings, why have you woken me? What Ooh, is this? Roton von Bastard. And he does another elaborate bow with flourish. I was traveling down the road and I smelt your fire. And I thought perhaps I could stop by and enjoy some good company. Oh, you're looking for a company. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Tell me who your friend is. He's so divine. The man walks closer to Rotan and walks straight up to Mist and starts petting him and saying, There, there, darling. Oh, my word. This is a cat person who has been in my employ. No, here. He's been in my employ for the last week or so. Mist's tail flicks angrily from side to side. It's really uh, yowling. Not what I bargained for, if I'm honest. So you're looking to sell him, are you? It is my lucky day. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just need to say, interject here and say, what I'm envisioning is Governor Ratcliffe from Pocahontas. God, me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay, just wanted to make sure. <laughs> well, um... Potentially. Do you, uh, do you buy and sell half-person people? Uh, look around you, darling. You are in the greatest show on earth. You found yourself in Cornelius von Clements' Circus of Stars. Ah, I see. Uh, and, uh, and all of the, uh, performers in this circus are, uh, or half-person people? Well, I mean... No. The orc is a person. I did maybe, I don't know. I just pretend they're all people. I don't care. Ah, I see. And, um, and how much do you pay them? I don't. You don't pay them? Why, no, silly goose. Oh, I thought that one always paid one's performance. Well, they're not so much my performers as they are my... exhibits? Mist looks at Rotan and he continues yelling. Now? Now? <laughs> now? Shut, shut up! <laughs> Please! I'm trying to have a conversation. How much for your kitty cat? He's so divine. I would love to play him. I would put him in a big basket with some yarn. Oh, the children would love, love, love him. 
Mist cannot help but prick up his ears at the mention of a big basket of yarn. <laughs> I don't pay them, but I do give them yarn. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll feed you later. Quiet. Let's cut back to what's Soe doing? Oh, she is, uh, I assume this is going out of parallel, but she's up there by the yes. cage, near the cage. I assume it's bars at all sides, so she can kind of sneak up on the back side of it. Uh, yeah, she could do that. And she's really, nobody's paying attention to her. Everybody's focused on, uh, the Tin Man and his cowardly lion. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, no. Okay. Um, then she'll kind of like try to get the, the Korakus attention if he's not looking at her. He's kind of like tapping on the bars or is he awake? Is he paying attention? He was watching what was going on by the campfire, but he turns around and sees you there. His eyes grow wide and he starts pointing frantically at the lock. Jay sent me. And then kind of head over towards the lock, you know, being careful not to be in plain view or anyone's sight if she can. His eyes open wide at the sound of Dres's name, but he doesn't seem like he understands any of the rest of it. Okay, then I think I'm making a lockpicking check. Ah, uh, yeah, if you can do that. All right, she will pull the, the thieves' tools out of her backpack and, like, try to do a lockpicking check. She doesn't really know how to do that very well, but we'll see how this goes. So we'll, we'll call it a hard check, so, since she's... Four. That will not do it. <laughs> okay, so she fumbles around at the at the lock and fails to open it and gives kind of a apologetic look to the to the guy in there like, Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry, so... I'm gonna try the next cage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump back to Rotan. Let's see, so you've got an orc? I see, and you've got... Is that some sort of were-person? Why, how perceptive you are, it is! Uh, I am good with words. And is that, uh, what, what, is, what is that over there? I hope that's not all you're good with. This is, this is taking a turn. <laughs> but it's Rotan, so he'll say completely straight, I am good with other <laughs> things. So what does he point at? Uh, he points at the... Gray people, whatever they're called, um, that Silway just tried to pick. Oh, that is, well, that is a Korok, which of course you know what Koroks are. But, but come, come, come with me. Let me show you. This is marvelous. My, my most prized possession. And he grabs you by the arm, like puts his arm through yours <laughs> and starts walking with you towards the mirror man cage. Oh, yes, well, and then, the, like, I pull on the Tabashi. <laughs> I pull on this. I'm like, oh, uh, come on! Oh, darn it, cat person! Okay, so uh, you see them turn and walk in your direction. What I'm going to do, and this is actually cast a spell, but she doesn't really know she's casting it, so I'm not sure how to play that exactly, but she has a cantrip called Message, that she can use to communicate in whispers with anyone 120 feet away. Okay. So she's going to kind of look at Rotan and gesture in a, in a strange way, like sort of like the impotent, like I'm I, I, like fiddling with the lock and I can't do it. And then say, I can't get it open. And that, that will um, cast the, the spell and Rotan will hear, I can't get it open in his head. Do I see where she is though? She's hidden. Okay, yeah, so I just hear... You know where she is, so you can probably look specifically for her, but... I want to do that. Okay, make a perception check. Yay! That is a crit fail. 
So yeah, <laughs> we're going to the cage. <laughs> so Rotan is so enamored by Cornelius that he doesn't even bother to look. But he does hear the message. Yes, he does. You do hear. You do hear a voice in your in your head. You can reply in a whisper, and I will hear it. But you probably don't know that. I don't think I know that. Hold on. No, I don't know that. <laughs> if, if he's still walking towards me, then, then I will just sort of take extra steps to be more hidden. They walk towards you, but they're not really paying any mind to the cage that you're concealed behind. Instead, their backs are to you as they face the uh, mirror man. And Cornelius says, look, isn't he magnificent? Hey, uh, yes, yes. Uh, what is he? I will show you. And he reaches up and claps his hands. And you see the figure in the cage lowers his head and looks very scared and very timid. He's expecting to be whipped or beaten. And then suddenly before your eyes, you see him change. And suddenly Rotan is looking at himself in the cage. Ah. Uh, Rotan like jumps. <laughs> backwards. And the, the figure in the cage mimics you and jumps back as well. I say that that is incredible. And he like leans in closer like he's peering into a mirror. Yes, and the figure tries to mimic him the best he can. That is an incredible likeness. Why, if I didn't know I was me, I would think that this was me. Yes, it is tremendous. So I would love to have your kitty cat as part of my crew. And he does this without you paying him at all. Yes, he's most generous. Ah, fascinating. Well, what what do you think I, I could fetch for this cat? Well, it, is it a boy cat or is it, is it a girl cat? I can never tell. Uh, it's a boy cat. Mist grabs at his crotch and... Deception like a, check. Yeah, Four. I got... I got your kitty cat right here sort of thing. Rotan has no idea. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm sure they're all the same. Um, hmm. He walks around, mist, examining him. He pulls at his tail, looks at his ears, comes around and looks at his teeth. Yeah, that's the sort of thing where he'll, mist will, mist will toss his head to try and get, his, get this guy's fingers out of his teeth or out of his mouth. No, they're there, my boy. It's all good fun. You know, I would be remiss if I wasn't completely honest with you and told you that Tabashi only lived for nine years. I don't think that's true. Well, you know, you may be right, because I have been thinking about it. And if it is a half-cat person, that it would be half of nine, whatever that is, and, and, that, and that, like, a person's half a person's age so so maybe it's not nine years i don't know i assume you know what you're talking about anyway how how much are you willing to offer me for this cat he smiles at you and he says you know you are an extraordinary person perhaps i could make room for you in my little show why that's uh that's very very uh very nice of you to say i am a bit of a wanderer myself so i i do not know that I could be chained down quite like that. Well, we want to shandy chained down. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, we wander quite a bit. We're on our way to Hroth now. Or is it pronounced Roth? I don't know. 
I want to interject real quick while um, while they're busy chatting and Cornelius is so close. Does he have any visible sort of key ring? Well, you can do a perception check and see if you can see. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Uh, oh, that is a natty. Uh, that's a big 20 on the die. So if he's got him, I see him. Yes, he has a key ring hanging on his belt. I will be slight of handing those keys, please. Okay, make a check. Uh, I will probably not be slight of handing those keys, please. That's a 9 <laughs> plus 3 is 12. No, you do not get them away, but he doesn't seem to notice that you attempted to do that. <laughs> Rotan doesn't notice either. <laughs> oh, darn it. Back to Silway. Silway, what would you like to do? Um, she's mostly observing, and I'm, I'm assuming can hear all everything going on there. And since her attempt to communicate with Rotan failed spectacularly... She's going to try. Well, I mean, it is Rotan. Right. So she'll whisper to Mist and say, I can't get it open. Get the keys. I whisper back, trying, definitely slaves. Okay. Then Zoe's basically prepped for combat at this point. She's just, I think she's going to kind of get the Korok's attention and just sort of say, like, we will get you out. There will be a fight. Stay calm. And of course, he can understand her, but she's going to say it anyways. The Korak looks between you and the group, and then he looks back at you and starts shaking the bars, like urging you to get him out. Okay, so she will like unsheath one of her daggers on her hip and to kind of like indicate like, see, weapon, we're gonna fight you, we're gonna fight. He starts shaking harder. Let me out, let me out. Okay, well then she will uh, try extra hard to remain hidden while he's drawing attention to himself. Yes, you see several of the guards are starting to pay attention to the Korak's antics. So she's back on, like, the far side, like, on the outside of the ring, trying to, to be hidden behind the base of it or whatever. Okay, make another uh, stealth check. Okay, 16. Okay, yep, they do not see you. And that's that's it, that's all I'm doing. I'm, I'm prepped for bad things. So what do you say, my friend? Do we have a uh, deal? I would like to seal this, this first deal before we discuss traveling together. How much would you offer me for this tabaxi? Oh, for such a fine specimen. I will give you 500 gold pieces. Uh, 500 gold pieces, you say? Yes, it's very generous. I only paid 75 for that orc. Um, let's make it one more and I'll throw in this warhammer. I've got two of them, but I only really need the one. So I... Give you 501 gold pieces and you give me a hammer too? Yes, that seems very reasonable. <laughs> you have yourself a deal, darling. Silway is sighing loudly behind the cage. <laughs> come, come, hey. come into my trailer. We must have a drink to celebrate. Can I make another swipe at the keys? Uh, sure. Before he turns away too far. Uh, God, that weren't even worse. Um, that's, that's a four on the die plus three is seven. He's too enraptured to notice your various swipes at the key. Oh my gosh. Rotan. <laughs> I rolled a two minus one is one. So like, I just, this dice is so good for him. Okay. Rotan yes. forgets where he is. Uh, <laughs> where am I? Uh, <laughs> what, what is happening? Uh, can I... Yeah, so, so Rotan says, well, I would like to, to uh, seal this deal sooner sooner rather than later, if possible. Like right now. Well, darling, that's what we're going to do. Okay, very, very good, very good. Uh, yes, let's do that. He takes your arm once again 
and starts yes. escorting you across the uh, field. And then he stops and he holds up a hand. One moment. Uh, boys, uh, take the cat and, uh, I don't know, give him a flea bath. One of the guards comes up to Rotan and holds his hand out for the lead. Not until the deal has been sealed. Now, I have been burned on these things before, you understand. But my dear, I thought we had sealed the deal. What more do you want of me? Oh, I'd like to see the gold. Oh, 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 the gold. I thought it was something else. (laughs) Okay, come, come, come. I think I'm getting mixed signals from you. (laughs) Like, if someone were to send a signal to another person, they... They might do it by talking about signals. I'm going to use prestidigitation <laughs> to cast a big shower of sparks right in uh, Cornelius's face. <laughs> Does he get to save it all? Or I... nope? It, I mean, it's it's not it's not a hard. I know effect. it's just so just okay. You, so you the know. shower of sparks erupts in his face. He goes, oh, oh, <laughs> and... and throws his hands up and and kind of like stomps around trying to get away from it. And I would love to take this opportunity to try to grab, try sleight of hand one more time to grab his hat. His hat. Okay. <laughs> oh, now I roll the natural 20. You swipe his hat. It is, and it lands on my head. It does. And it is a very fine hat. Damn Skippy. And I yell, 500 gold? At that, the, the Korok, who are in the, um, the brush, seem to think this is the signal to attack (laughs) and they come storming in but first two arrows fly out of nowhere Uh, Rotan's gonna want to attack this guy as soon as possible alright both arrows hit one of the guards the guard closest to you miss the one who was reaching for the lead one hits him in the heart the other one hits him right between the eyes and he goes down well that was effective okay roll for initiative yeah buddy yeah Hi everyone, welcome to uh, our second mid-roll of our, well, our first mid-roll of our second episode, our only mid-roll of our second episode. And this is Mike, I'm playing Mist, the Tabashi Warlock, and uh, as always I have here with me our illustrious dungeon master, uh, Diana. Uh, I'm not sure if illustrious is the right word, but, you know, dungeon master will suffice. Our shining paladin Rotan, played by Adam. Yes, Hello. You will notice that my voice sounds much better than it did before. That is because I have a new voice box. By which he means he had his larynx replaced, and... That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) That was the intention. Because voice (laughs) surgery is kind of a thing, but whatever. And that is our sneaky dirtbag rogue, Silway, played by Ames. She's not a dirtbag. She's trying to be a good person. But she's a rogue. And uh, if you're listening to this, then holy crap, we finally rolled initiative. Or we haven't rolled initiative yet, and spoiler alert, we're going to roll initiative, finally, eventually. Thank you for sticking around for a second episode of of this nonsense, and uh, uh, we hope you're enjoying it. Um, We're certainly enjoying playing it, so at least... You know, four people are happy by this thing. If you do like what we're doing, we'd ask you to please leave a review, rate us on iTunes, leave comments to us, preferably positive or or at least constructive, at our uh, Twitter, MCTPod, and what other things? Five-star review. Five-star review. Five-star review. Like Yelp. (laughs) No, wait. Are we on Yelp? We're not on Yelp. Um, Not yet. I mean, (laughs) soon, though, I hope. 
Uh, we will probably at some point in the future be setting up a Patreon if that's the sort of thing that you want to spend your hard-earned money on. Throwing us a couple of coins is a way of showing your appreciation, but really the comments and reviews are, are more than enough to sustain us. I never know how to end these things. Yeah, personally, I like comments more than I like dollars, but that's just me. And, and honestly, if anybody is actually listening to this and has any artistic talent, fan art is always appreciated. Oh, for sure. That'd be awesome. And encouraged, yes. Okay, back to the show. All right, that, that works, I think. So that was supposed to be for episode two? Yeah. Oh, then we should cut out the whole voice thing. My voice still sucked in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was amusing. Oh, depending on when we switch over, though. Hmm, okay, whatever. Darn it, Rotom. Oh my god. Eight. No. Six. Twenty-two, please. I thought I was the rogue here. Why am I getting terrible initiative? Nine. Because I'm a really dexy cat. <laughs> okay, so nine for Rotom? Yep. And the cat got what? Like Twenty-two. I think the cat's going to be going first. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Hex Okay. on uh, Cornelius. Um, he... <laughs> Oh god, I've been waiting to use this spell for a while now. Um, <laughs> he has disadvantage on ability checks on, let's say, uh, what does this guy look like? Uh, I'm going to say dexterity ability checks. Okay. Um, and uh, But more importantly, every time I hit him with an attack, uh, he takes an extra 1d6 necrotic damage. Oh, lovely. So with my action, I'm going to throw an Eldritch Blast at him. Okay. Yep, and I, I rolled a uh, 21 to hit. That would hit. So, uh, 9 plus my charisma is 4, so that is uh, 13 uh, thirteen damage. Plus the necrotic, or? Uh, that includes, that, sorry, that's a 3 necrotic and uh, 10 force damage. Okay, okay. Next up, and yes. I, well, I just, uh, and then um, I'd like to move, uh, I don't know how close the rest of the guards are but i would like to start moving away from you're kind of in the middle there's okay. no real direction you can move to that you're not going to be near a guard oh okay uh then uh i don't really have any place to move so okay next up is trace and she can do some neat stuff but <laughs> i think she's just going to use her bow and she hits. She's going to also shoot at one of the guards. Okay, so she hits one of the guards, like, in the side. But the guard is still up. Okay, next up is Cornelius. Cornelius is going to try to run into his trailer. And I think he doesn't have a problem doing that. So he sprints in the trailer and slams the door behind him. Next is Rotan. Yeah, I think Rotan will pursue as best he can. Okay. Yeah, I want to I want to run up to the door and try to open it. It seems to be either locked or barred from the inside. Dang, I should have smashed it. Well, you still can. Okay, I'll smash it. Should I just roll an attack? Yeah, roll an attack. Okay, I roll an attack on the door. Try dodging this. That is a uh, 17. That hits the door. Okay, cool. And I'll smite... Uh, 15 damage to the door. 
you bring your warhammer door. You bring your warhammer down on the door, and it absolutely splinters. It just splinters yeah. inward, and Excellent. you hear a shriek as uh, Cornelius falls backwards and starts is cowering on what looks like a very very lovely chase lounge with many pillows and silks. So I think that's my turn. That is your turn. So next Great. up are the guards. Since Silway rolled so poorly. Oh no. <laughs> okay, but none of the guards know Silway is there. So two of the guards go sprinting off towards the... Actually, three of the guards go sprinting off towards the charging Korok. And then, let's see, one of them went down. Then two of them are going to turn towards Mist. And one of them is going to go after uh, Rotan. Well, one misses Rotan. He tries to swing and miss. What's your armor class? 17. Missed. Oh. Okay, he misses. First one misses. Second one critically misses. He misses, you dodge, and he breaks his cheap longsword on the ground. And then the one's going after the Korok. Uh-oh, that one hits. And that one misses. Okay, so you see one of them catch a glancing blow off of Dres. She kind of shrugs it off. Okay, Silway, you are up. Right. Are any guards immediately threatening anybody? Uh, yeah, because there's two that are engaged with Mist, and one that's trying to swing at Rotan, who's standing in the doorway. Okay, um, then I will do an a advantage attack against one of the ones that's uh, engaged with Mist. Okay. Uh, since I'm still hidden, I'm pretty sure that just works. Um, 19. That would hit. Yeah. Plus three, ten damage. Okay, so you, you catch him right between the... Which guard? Oh, there's, there's two on mist? There's two on mist. There's one that's injured that caught an arrow from uh, Drace, and then there's the other one. All right, then the one that's injured is what I'll uh, go for. Okay, so you sneak up behind him, pull your dagger, and just classic backstab, and he crumbles to the ground. Awesome. Okay, mist, it is your move. All right, well, since this guy's kind of up in my face... And uh, ranged attacks have disadvantage at close range. I'm going to toll the dead on him. He has to make a wisdom save or take 1d8 necrotic damage. Okay. If he's unhurt. Is that a cantrip? Yep. Oh. The, uh, he makes a save. What do you roll? 12. Uh, nope. Spell save DC is 14. Oh, okay. So, oh, it's, so it's against your, uh... Yeah, it's against my, it's against my... Against yeah. your spell, not his own wisdom check. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, so he, he does not. Uh, he takes four necrotic damage. Okay. And, oh, disengage is no longer, it's no, no five foot step anymore. So I'm just kind of bogged down with this guy. I don't really want to provoke. I'm, haha. I'm going to use my feline agility. Okay to dart 60 feet away from this guy. I double my speed in combat, and I then have to spend one round stationary before I can spring like that again. You cast your spell and then zip away, leaving the guard there with Silway, and it is the Korok's turn. Uh, one of them misses. Oh, that's a hit. And that is a miss. But you see uh, Dres fire off another arrow, and one of the ones that the Korok are engaged with drops. So there's one left there, there's one engaging Rotan, and there's one standing by Selway. And it is Cornelius's turn. And he puts up his hands and he starts 
pleading to Rotan. Please, please spare me. I'm just a humble merchant. I'm a showman. Please. You can have them all. Just leave me. <laughs> Rotan's gonna ignore him for the moment. But I don't want to be forced to do anything. Rotan is going to turn on this guard who is approaching him probably to attack him. And I want to cast command on this person. So I get to I speak a one-word command. Uh, the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Follow the command on its next turn. So what Rotan is going to do is he is going to point his hammer at this guard and say, Reconsider! Like, reconsider all your life's choices? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Re reconsider what you are doing. <laughs> so if he fails this, he has to think about it for a turn, and then who knows what will happen. And so I have to beat, as I'm still getting used to the rules, I have to beat your casting level, or that's just for magic users? It's just a wisdom check, so I have to beat... You have to beat his spell save DC. Okay. Which is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 14. Oh, jeez. I don't have that listed on your character sheet. Yeah, which, I don't you know. think I've Rotan, what's, Rotan, what's your... Um, uh, Rotan. Adam, what, what's your uh, what's charisma? Charisma is 4. Your charisma is 4? Yeah, so it's like 14. 14. There's no spellcasting proficiency added to that? Uh, actually, it is. It's eight plus your spellcasting proficient, or oh, okay. eight plus proficiency plus your spellcasting modifier, which in this oh, case I is it was ten. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It it at early levels it shakes out that way, but then your proficiency kicks in. Rotan turns, points his hammer, yells, "Reconsider!" And the guard stops, drops his dagger, and starts mumbling to himself. <laughs> I mean, I you know, go run away, join the circus. It'll be fun. Yeah, fun. Fun, my hiney. And he kind of stumbles and walks away, <laughs> babbling to walked. himself. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so now it is one of the guards that is on the Korok, and he is going to attack. And he misses. God, these guys cannot roll for anything. Well, next up is Silway. Okay, so what's my situation? Is there still the one? There's the one that's next to you, yes. I think we're just going to take it out. I don't think there's any way to get... Oh, you know what? I'm going to use the Tides of Chaos to get advantage. Just because I hope that that turns into a wild magic use next time I cast a spell. Wow. I rolled fours on both dice. Mm. Yeah, okay, that didn't not, work out so well. That's not quite going to do it. Okay, so now we're back up to Kitty Cat. I will... Gee, so many spells to cast. Let's go with uh, Eldritch Blast. Right? Like, that's a good spell. I mean, it kind of seems to be your uh, go-to at this point. It's basically the Warlock's only spell, since that was my experience. Holdy but a goody. Oh, I got I got lots of little tricks up my sleeve, but this one seems to be the most effective, and I am out of spells for the day anyway, other than cantrips. So, that is... Ooh, yes, please. That is a 23 to hit. Uh, that will hit. Who Which? Who are you attacking? There is the one that's by Silway and then the one by the Korok. Oh, right. Ooh, actually, I need to do two things. First, um, oh, no, wait. No, I can't do that because I hexed him. Yeah, uh, the one that's by Silway. The one that's by Silway. So, yeah, this is uh, 23 to hit the one that's by Silway. Okay. And that is going to be, oh, well, if I'm going to roll a one on a die, uh, that is five force damage. You clobber him in the back with the, the bolt. And he kind of grunts, and he's looking really bad. He's definitely had better days than this. 
And where is um the how far away is the 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 Korok with the other guard? From where you are right now, probably they're on the other side of the clearing, the other side of the circle of wagons. I'm probably 60 feet away from where you are since you sprung in my mind you kind of sprung back away from them. Okay. Then I will sit tight here and let my dash recharge. Haha. <laughs> Next up is Trace and she is going to fire an arrow at the one that is currently fighting her. That hits. So yeah, so you see her unleash an arrow right into the eye socket of one of the guards, and that guard goes crumpling to the ground in a heap. Does her bow say Red Rider on it? <laughs> there is only the one guard left with Silway, who is hurting at the moment, and it is his attack. And he is going to swing at Silway, because you're the only one close. And I'm guessing a six is not going to hit. You are correct. All right, so. You, you are rolling d20s for these guys. I am rolling d20s. <laughs> this is bad. This is where okay. died lull us into a false sense of security. <laughs> like three crits in a row and we all die. Well, time to roll up new characters. Rotan. You're standing in the doorway. Yes. And you are facing, you're watching the guard scamper away, or not even scamper, kind of mumble to himself as he gesticulates wildly with his hands, trying to figure out where his life went wrong. And all of a sudden, in your back, you feel three blunt bolts hit you straight in the back. Oof. And you take... You take 10 points of damage. Oh no, and it was going so well, too. And from inside the trailer, you hear a high-pitched ha-ha-ha-ha! <laughs> Don't ever turn your back on Cornelius! <laughs> oh. Uh, Rotan, it is, it is your attack. Or turn. Um, no mercy for Cornelius. Get him! Yeah, okay. Uh, so Rotan's gonna turn, and um, and how far away is Cornelius from me? Oh, he's, I don't know, six feet? Cool. Eight feet? I'm going to close with him, and I want to hit him to try and knock him unconscious. Right? Because in 5e, you just... I guess you don't need to say until it happens. There's not, like, non-lethal damage. Monsters generally just die from lethal damage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for the most part, once you get to zero, if they're a monster, they're uh, yeah, tote. Could you unarm strike and just sort of reduce his hit points a bit and see if he gives up? Maybe. He hasn't got many hit points left, I'm pretty sure. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Hmm. I mean, if you had been facing him, you would have seen what he hit you with, but as you weren't, you're really not sure. Okay. Though he, he did not move. He's still lying on the couch where he was cowering. Yeah, I guess. Uh, hmm. I guess Rotan will um, will approach, and uh, and I wanna I wanna smite him. Excellent choice. And I'll make him my favorite enemy just because he's pissed me off, which is good because that's not a good roll. That is a slightly better roll. That is uh, twelve. No pluses to that? Uh, that is with the pluses. Ouch. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that misses. 
So I do not smite. Oh well. Roton swings, uh, turns, swings wildly, and and misses. But hits one of the cushions, and a big poof oh, yeah. of flower uh, feathers fly yes. up in the air. <laughs> Excellent. All right, I still got one guard standing with me. Yep. All right, we're gonna try one more time to hit him with the dagger. Uh, thirteen. Uh, no, that misses. Okay. Um. Well, then she is clearly outmatched and is going to disengage as the bonus action, and then sort of retreat. I don't know, 15, 20 feet away, just to put some distance between her and this guard. Okay, which way is she going to retreat? Towards... You can basically go... You can go towards Rotan and the door, you can go back towards where Mike is, or you could go towards where the Korok are, or you could just go your own direction. I think I'm going to try to go my own direction, just to sort of put like an equal distance between the three of us and this guard, so he's kind of in the middle. Okay, so back to the cat. Can I move towards the the trailer while still being within 60 feet of the guard that's between me and Silway? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to um, how like how how far is the trailer from this dude? Not far. Probably 15 feet or something. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to use my move um, to get to the trailer. And then uh, I'm going to turn and toll the dead on this guy what, who's already injured. Um, so he has to make a wisdom save against my spell DC, so against 14. Okay, he rolled an 11, so he does not meet that. Good. He takes 5 necrotic damage. So what does it actually do? What does the spell do? He has to make a wisdom saving throw or suffer 1d8 necrotic damage upgraded to 1d12 necrotic damage if he's already injured. If he's missing, if he's not at full hit points. Oh, well, then it'd be 1 to 12. But anyway, I mean, it's enough to kill him regardless. Yeah, Uno, I, I rolled a d12. Uh, oh, you rolled a 12? Rolled a d12, But I was yeah. looking more for what the flavor of the spell would be. It's basically, you're already hurt and... The end is nigh for you, you slaver scum. I see. So it's like he, he already had a cut, and all of a sudden the cut just bursts and the blood pours out. He just falls over dead. Something like that? Sure. Okay. Regardless, he is no more. Hooray. Ha, slaver scum. Okay. So that brings us back to Cornelius. By the way, I believe Cornelius is under the effect of my hex, which gives him disadvantage on... What did I pick? Dexterity stuff. He's on a mattress. Yeah, he's, he's not really <laughs> moving. Um, Mike and Adam, please make a saving throw. Ooh. What type, please? Huh. Doesn't say. Uh, what would make the most sense? I mean, it it's, would be against... I don't know. It's weird. It would. I, I mean, I can tell you what it is. It just like, and you guys may know, but it, I figured it would say here. He's casting sleep. Oh. So wisdom. So, yeah. yeah. I have great Which, wisdom. Which Rotan? Not not great for Rotan. Oh. Ooh. But I have Fey ancestry. What? How'd you I'm get a, that? I'm immune to magical sleep. Well, there you go. Look at that. There you go. I learned something new about Rotan today. He's <laughs> got slightly pointy ears. You know, I'm reading this the spell description for sleep. 
Um, it doesn't say anything about saving throws at all. Right, but it has to have like there has to be one, right? I mean, no, it just. I'm gonna say no. It says it says starting with the creature that has the lowest current hit points. Each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the spell ends, the sleeper takes damage, or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. Right, but it says each affected by the spell, meaning that, like... Uh, yeah, so it's like, subtract each creature's hit points from the total before moving on to the creature with the next lowest hit points. Right. So, like, you try Rotan, and he's got, I don't know, what, three left? So then that means... What? <laughs> I don't he's know. got more than that, but... Okay. <laughs> Let me put it this way. If it gets to me... And it still has 33 hit points worth left, worth of sleep left? No, it basically would be, it's Rotan. Like, Rotan would absorb all of it. Okay. So, but if he's immune to sleep... then Oh, yeah, if he's immune to it, then I guess it does come to me. Yeah, did, did you roll more than 33? No. So it, it doesn't affect you. It's 5d8. It's, like, impossible. How is this... That's, like, impossible to affect, affect anybody. Depends on how well you roll and what you're trying to put to sleep. Uh, this when you is true. And when it gets when you do it with higher levels, you get to roll an additional two d8 for each spell slot. So like, you're casting it as a fifth level spell. That's an that's like a fifteen d8 or something that you're rolling to put things to sleep, which is, I guess, more effective. I don't know. That's a lot of math. Yeah. Okay. So he he grins at you and he says, "Go to sleep, my pretty," and uh, nothing happens. And it is your turn. They're inside his like trailer when there's, this is happening, yes, right? So we're, and not, we're not seeing it. No, and Rotan is blocking the door. Okay. So it was just that Mike moved close enough to get affected by the spell. Yay! Good decisions. I really wanted Mike to fall asleep, or missed to fall asleep, because that's just too appropriate for a cat. It really is. <laughs> curls up and it's like I'm done playing now and curls up and falls asleep. Combat over, sleep. <laughs> Wake me when we're eating. Okay, so Rotan. Yes. So uh Rotan responds Oh, you're going to have to get up earlier than that to to uh <laughs> let me take that again. Uh <laughs> you're going to have to get up earlier than that to Defeat Rotan, and then I'm going to hit him again. Or try to. Yes. That is a one. Let's roll again. Okay, that's a 17. That will hit. Okay. And I'm going to smite. Uh, yeah, so that is uh, 17 damage. I would still like to try and knock him unconscious with 17 damage, if possible. But I don't know. I mean, it's your call, ultimately. Um, not quite yet. Okay. Uh, he definitely felt it. He's hey. Aha! All right. So it is to you, Selby. I'm gonna go investigate. There's there's no guards left standing, are there? No. Okay. Then I'm gonna assume that whatever's going on inside the uh, trailer is under control and kind of sheath the daggers and head up there to see what's going on. Head up where? Uh, th to the, the door. Trailer? To the door of the trailer, just to kind of look in and and make sure Rotan's okay and. I'm, I'm okay. assuming I see them standing there and like yes, you, punching you, you, this doughy man in the gut. Yeah, you you peer in the the trailer and you see feathers still floating in the air slowly, and Cornelius is bleeding from the mouth, and Rotan is very happy with himself. Okay, then I'm going to kind of stand kind of in the entrance of the trailer, and 
like observe just to kind of make sure nothing goes terribly wrong. Or I guess I can ready an action if that makes sense. That's 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 what I'm gonna do. Ready an action. Cornelius attacks, then I'll throw a dagger his direction. Okay. Like I don't know if. Well, I think Rotan would have to move first. He's I assume Rotan is not a small guy. No, I'm dexterous. I'll, I'll figure out a way to throw past Rotan. <laughs> Just hit me in the leg again. He's got three quarters cover, or whatever. Yeah, trick shot between the legs. <laughs> so my my ready action still stands. I'm gonna try to hit Cornelius behind the cover of the giant paladin if he tries to attack that giant paladin. All right, uh, Mist, you're up. Um, well, I'm at the door. I'm at the trailer, so I'm just gonna blast him. All right, you're at the trailer, but Rotan is still in the doorway. Ah. So Rotan could move for you, <laughs> but you know that's entirely up to him. Can I, hmm. do the ready thing? We'll just both stand there with our yeah stabs uh, guess... or weapons. Like, don't don't try it, dude. I'll, I'll I will I will stand behind Rotan and let my eldritch energies uh, start to swirl around my hand, and ready in action to eldritch blast uh, Cornelius as soon as Rotan moves out of the way. Okay, so it's it's Cornelius' turn, and he is, like, I'm not sure if this counts as a, an attack or you noticing it, but he starts, actually, uh, Silway, give me a perception check. Ooh, 19 plus something or other. You see him start to make some gestures with his hand. I'm going to count that as an attack and try to throw the dagger towards the hand. To see if I can interrupt it. Okay, so he is behind some cover. Yes, I, I, I'm not sure if Rotan is half or three quarters cover, but something like that. Yeah. <laughs> How large is Rotan exactly? He's like a tree. Okay. I'm Rotan. I'll, I'll try anyways. I'm yeah. So disadvantage, I guess, on the thrown dagger attack. Yeah, we'll just call it disadvantage. Okay. Ten. Plus, so 15. 15 will hit. Hey! Okay, so... It's a regular non-sneak attack, so... Uh, six damage. Hopefully, like, in his hand, so it sort of disrupts him a little bit. Well, I think it does disrupt him, from my understanding of it, yeah. So it disrupts his... whatever he was going to do. Okay. Was that no fair? You cheat! Uh, yeah, that we do. <laughs> okay, Rotan? Uh, yeah, I'm a hit. Or not. <laughs> that was another one. At least I'm getting them out of the way when I've got advantage. Uh, okay, that's a 21. That'll hit. And Rotan's still standing there tree-like in front of the door? Yes. Okay. Move, you fool! Uh, that is nine damage. He's looking a little woozy. Do you surrender? Uh, no. Oh, no, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> if that wasn't a yes, step aside, Rotan. The big bad boss is crying at us. The Korok have moved up. They're covering... Well, you're not paying attention to them, so don't worry what they're doing. They're not coming to interfere with whatever's going on. So, uh, Silway, it is your move. Hey, Rotan, move. I need to get in here. Oh dear, it's not my turn anymore. 
I assume I could move through non-hostile space to get past him. <laughs> yeah, you can try like a dexterity check to see if you can slip past him. He's he's a tree. I I can like walk between his legs. I don't know. All right, dexterity check. Uh, sixteen. Ah, uh, yeah, you slip past him. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I've I've now slipped past Rotan. I'm walking up to Cornelius, and just sort of like s- staring at him very intimidatingly with the dagger, and telling him, "All right, stop this nonsense now." No. Come on, intimidation check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 13. I, what would that be against, though? Um, charisma save, I would think. Yeah, yeah probably... I would think so, too. Yeah. He is not intimidated. Ugh. Oh, Alright, well, then we're doing this the hard way. I'm standing next to him. I have not attacked yet, so... Well, more in front of him. Front in front of him. We're gonna stick a dagger in his thigh, or attempt to, at least. So, see if we'll do regular attack. I was gonna say this <laughs> feels very 20... good cop, bad cop, but the good cop's hitting the guy and the bad cops trying to intimidate. Uh, 24 to hit. Uh, that will hit. <laughs> so I'll stick the dagger to thigh for whatever damage I guess I can do. Um, four damage. And then I'll just repeat. Stop this nonsense. Why are you doing this to me? I'm going to roll my eyes in a very obvious fashion, and then continue monitoring his hands for any signs of uh, spell usage. I don't like this game anymore! <sighs> loud sighing, loud eye rolling. He, he, starts, he puts his face in his hands and he starts sobbing. Oh my leg, that was my favorite leg! <laughs> uh, still lays unmoved. She just continues staring at him with her hand still holding the hilt of the dagger. Okay, uh, Mist, it is your... Yeah, I want to push past, uh, I want to push past these folk. So, dex check, uh, 15? Uh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I, he's, he's all weepy. Why are you doing this to me? At which point, uh, Mist pushes past Rotan and points a finger at him and says, Slaver scum, and I'm going to unleash Eldritch Blast. Uh, which is a 20 to hit. Uh, that'll do it. That'll hit. And that is 15 force damage. Or, I'm sorry, that's uh, uh, 13 force damage and 2 necrotic damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a little uh-huh. bit of necrotic damage on top. He's hexed. He is hexed, yeah. Okay, so the bolt just hits him square in the chest, and he shrieks, which I'm not going to do, and crumples over, moaning. Just, he's on the edge. 500 gold? That's it? Uh, he just, he's just simpering and sobbing, and he's incoherent. Alright, he's given up, Mist. We can, we can stop this, I think. Did he give up? He's whimpering and crying and almost passed out. Do you surrender? Let go away. What? I said go away. Ugh. Let's just bust everyone out of the trailers and go. Yes, do what the cat says. Just go. Oh, if we find that you've set your circus back up again with the whole slaving and things, we kill you. Yes, yes, fine. 
just go. All right, I'm gonna pull my dagger out of his thigh in a painful fashion. Oh, my leg! You're very mean, says the slaver scum. I am a shovel, not a slaver. Are are those people in their trailers of their own free will? He uh, ignores your question and he yeah. looks up at Rotan. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, Rotan, we could have made such beautiful music together. Ha <laughs> ha! I can't play any instruments. get to keep this most marvelous hat? Will Silway learn how to pick locks? Will Rotan realize that Cornelius was hitting on him? Find out next time on Multiclass Theater.